Coming up on today's episode of Unwind with Achiever. You know, now more than ever, it's about simplifying your message and your language as much as you possibly can. There's nothing more more horrifying than, you know, 40,000 words in and you realize your book doesn't work. Sounds intense. <laughs> Grab a coffee or put your walking shoes on. We're about to take you through a weekly breakdown of building a business, lessons learned, and challenges we faced, all while dealing with the ups and downs that life throws at us. This is the story of how we went from competitors to co-founders during a global pandemic with a shared vision of building a community of like-minded women. Get ready to unwind with Achiever. Welcome to Unwind with Achiever. It's Anna with you today for this Mentor Me Monday session, and we have an awesome guest lined up for you. It is just me with you today. Chloe is going to be back on another podcast. We've had a few technical issues, but we're not going to let that stop us because today's guest actually coincides with National Authors Day. And our guest has actually got a terrific um, bit of encouragement to get out there and to give a little bit of love back to your favorite authors. We've all got a favorite book, a favorite series perhaps, and um, that book that we love to advise other people to read because we've loved it so much. And books have the power to bring us together, to transport us into another world and to give us a break from what's been a pretty tough year in 2020, let's not lie. And National Authors Day is all about, as I said, appreciating your favorite author. So do reach out to them on Instagram, tell them how much you love their work, um, leave a five-star review on Amazon, that always helps, or recommend their book to somebody else that you know. And we're all about collaborating and amplifying women's achievements here. And that's really what Mentor Me Monday is all about. We want to learn from women who have achieved success in their personal or professional lives and have something useful to share with us, something that you can take from this and implement into your own life. And our award-winning writer and best-selling author, who is our guest today, has plenty of that for you. We had such a great conversation with Karen Osman. She was the winner of the Emirates Airline Festival of Literature Monte Grappa Novel Writing Award back in 2016. And from there, her crime thriller novel, The Good Mother, was picked up by a renowned literary agent. And from that, she secured a three-book deal. So she had The Good Mother, that was published back in October of 2017. And then a second book in September of 2018 called The Home. Uh, They were both number one bestsellers. And then her third book was just published last year called A Perfect Lie. And she is busy working away on her fourth novel, an achiever in her own right. Karen has also this year just launched her signature online writing course. It's called Kickstart Your Book with Karen. It's designed, if you're a budding author, to really get you ready to write your own books, to understand what it's like to self-publish or to reach out to publishers. And she's also got her own online show called Karen's Bookshelf. So she is a wealth of knowledge. And I'm of the belief that everybody has a book that they need to birth inside of them, whether that's a small children's book, perhaps, uh, like Chloe really wants to do, or if that's something um, for with, um, you know, space odysseys and fantasy tales. That could be your type of jam. I uh, am no stranger to the publishing world, trying to get my own book published and have explored different routes. And so Karen gives us a really, I think, adequate 
portrayal and overview of what the publishing world is. And she kind of has a certain amount of experience. That means that if you're wanting to improve your professional writing to make sure that you can relate and create greater rapport with clients or colleagues in a professional capacity, you'll be able to do that based on her conversation today. Or if you want to publish your own book, you'll also get some great takeaways from today's Mental Me Monday session. So when she's not busy writing, she's running a communication business called Travel Inc. And Karen also has two young sons. So she's balancing a lot, but she's pursuing her passions and really going after what she wants. So I really hope you enjoy our conversation with author Karen Osman. You can reach out to her on Instagram at Karen Osman Author. Um, and she's just such a great person to listen to. So I hope you enjoy this episode. So without further ado, let me introduce our Mentor Me Monday session for Unwind with Achiever. It's award-winning writer and best-selling author, Karen Osman. Karen, lovely to have you here with us. We're going to dive straight into a few questions now. And I want to begin by asking you, how did you become an author? And what's really the background or the focus of your writing and the type of books that you create from just, you know, your incredible artistry as a writer? Yeah, it's a really interesting story, actually. Um, but the type of books I write to answer your, your second question is actually psychological thrillers. So there's crime in there. Um, and they all tend to be set around the home. So um, they're the types of books that I like to read, actually. I love psychological thrillers. I'm sure you've, you know, read uh, Gone Girl and The Girl on the Train. So it's really along that um, genre. And I started writing novels after I won the Emirates Airline Festival of Literature Novel Writing Prize in 2016. And for that competition, you had to submit you know, an idea for a book and a synopsis in the first few chapters. And that's really how my first novel, the, uh, my debut, um, The Good Mother, um, was published. And from that competition, that led to a three-book deal. So I published um, uh, The Good Mother in 2017 and The Home in 2018. That was my second book, and that became a number one international bestseller. And then last year, my third novel was published, A Perfect Lie. And so it almost sounds a little bit spooky when you say uh, all <laughs> of your books are set around the house. Was that yeah. something that um, had always been with you? I mean, it, I'm kind of interested to know how you developed your writing style. Was it very much from observation and from the environment around you, dare I ask? <laughs> Well, yeah, and my husband still wonders, actually, you know, where are you getting all these ideas from? But it, there's actually a sub-genre called domestic noir. I don't know if you've heard of it, and it's a sub-genre. No. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah, so it's a sub-genre of psychological thrillers. And basically, what's particular about this genre is that it is, um, it's set normally around families. So, you know, there's usually um, very complex family relationships involved. There's usually a murder involved um, and the main theme in these books for me is motherhood so when I wrote my first book the one that won the competition I was looking after a toddler and I was pregnant with my second child and um you know, the hormones were flying. So I think probably, you know, a lot of inspiration from <laughs> that. 
you know. So, um, yeah, there's definitely a strong theme of motherhood um, within all three books, actually. And, and the one that I'm working on at the moment, there's also a theme of motherhood in there as well. If I was um, looking to get into writing a book, what would your top tips be if I was an aspiring writer, I guess? The two main things are to write a lot and read a lot. There's, you know, there's really no shortcuts. Um, you need to develop, I think, your writing muscle. Um, you know, there's often the perception that authors sort of wait, um, you know, for the muse to strike or the muse to come to them. But it, it really is a question of daily, daily practice. And while that muse does strike occasionally, for the most part, it is actually a question of just sitting down, even when you don't feel like it or don't feel particularly creative and just getting the words down on paper. So I think for new writers, even just a small target a day of 15 to 20 minutes where you sit down and write write a few words, maybe that's only a hundred words, but it'll just help you develop that writing muscle. And over time, um, you know, you'll find that you'll develop your own uh, authorial voice uh, the more you practice. And, and then, of course, reading a lot, I think, um, makes a huge difference. And reading widely across so many different genres, um, you know, obviously influences, I think, every writer um, and helps them understand what they like, what they don't like, what works, what doesn't work. You know, reading a, a bad book can almost be as helpful as reading a good book. Um, so I, I would say probably those two things are the most important for any aspiring writer. Karen, I'm just going to go a bit off script here. Um, obviously, it's quite recent that you've been writing, you know, publishing in the last few years. What were you doing beforehand, um, before you were a writer? Yes, well, I've always written. So um, after graduation, I um, I worked in publishing. Um, I also travelled quite a lot, and I was um, uh, a, an English teacher. Um, okay. It was actually I, I taught English for a few years in Japan, and it was that um, grounding actually that really taught me about the English language and and the complexities of the grammar and structure. Um, so, uh, after, after that, I worked in publishing and then as a journalist. So for most of my career, I've actually been writing. Um, I worked in marketing and PR when I came to Dubai. And, uh, then in 2011, I also set up my own content writing company as well. So different, I mean, obviously, you know, writing a website is very different to writing a book. Um, so while I've only been writing novels since 2016, prior to that, I was writing magazine articles, web content, um, and editing a lot of work as well. So. So I'm interested then to follow on from that because you've had a career that's based itself around writing as a skill set. And for a lot of people, I think listening or just in general, they've mm. got to communicate clearly to clients. They might have to negotiate. Mm -hmm. They might have to speak on behalf of clients or on their bosses or on their organization that they represent. What would be your tips then for somebody working in a professional capacity outside of writing who's looking to sort of improve their writing skills and how that impacts the work that they do? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. And I think you know, now more than ever, it's about simplifying your message and your language as much as you possibly can. 
You know, it's not about using the biggest words or the, or the, or the fanciest language. It's all about clarity. Um, and I think, you know, especially now when attention spans are so short anyway, no one has the time to read long, lengthy emails or long, lengthy documents. The reader really wants the sender to get to the point quickly and succinctly. So I think as a tip, I would say whatever you're writing, whether that's an email or a proposal or a lengthy report or an article for LinkedIn, make sure you edit, edit, edit. You know, where can you substitute a simpler word for a more complex one? Or where are you relying too much on industry speak? Um, is the point of the communication made clearly within the first line or two? So it's these sorts of questions that will really help you edit your work to make it to make it clearer and and therefore more impactful. I write a lot of emails with my other other job, and I often have to come back to them after an hour, after half an hour, and review them and simplify them and rewrite mm. them because. I re I've mentioned this before, but I really struggle sometimes with copy and content and it's it, it's such an art to be able to put together something quickly and efficiently. I, right. I kind of, yeah. yeah, I can write a caption for an Instagram post because it's one one okay, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. anything longer than that and I really struggle. Like I need to step away from it, simplify it, you know, get someone else to look at it if it's actually yeah. really important. <laughs> yeah, second pair of yeah. eyes I think it's always really important. You've obviously had published work before and also you know prior to becoming um, a writer or an author in the format that you're in now but what are you currently working on and what does that team of support around you kind of look like? It's funny I think when you become a mum you you sort of become hyper prioritized and hyper focused because you know you've only got you know an hour and a half for nap time to get x y and z done um and you know i am very lucky having all the support that i do as well um you know my husband is is very hands on and you know we have a nanny who who looks after my boys when i'm when i'm working um but mainly what i work on is my um in my novels so i'm currently working on my fourth book at the moment and also I, this, during the summer, I launched an online course um, for budding authors on how, how to start writing a book. Um, so that's been a really interesting journey as well to be able to share all that experience online um, with people who, who are looking to, you know, write the book. And, and those plans may have been brought forward because of, you know, things like the pandemic and, and so on. So that was quite a big, um, project, uh, over the summer. And then the other sort of my business world is um, my content writing business, which is called Travel Inc. Now that's been running for the last um, few years since 2011. And I actually have a managing partner in that business to oversee it because, you know, I think any business, it needs full-time attention. So, um, so I have a lot of support with that business as well. And, um, yeah, that those are sort of the three areas that I work on. And, um, probably like most parents, I often catch up in the evening after the kids have gone yeah. to bed all the, all the weekends, you know, so it's not, it's not easy, but you, you develop a sort of a routine. Brings us on to the next question. Um, you've obviously got a manic day on a good day like most of us um, and a manic night after the kids go to bed, no doubt. 
And do you have a like a daily routine or do you have um, a writing routine or something that helps you get in into your to your day and be super productive to actually get the job done in the time you have allocated? Yeah, I mean, I do. I have a writing routine and to be honest, it's very simple. I just make sure I do it first thing. Um, you know, once my, my children are, um, they're four and six now. So once they're in school, um, then I just make sure I, I get down to writing my book because I find, you know, you need quite a significant amount of creativity. And I think identifying when you're the most creative in the day for that for me is the morning. Um, after a few cups of coffee, of course, but <laughs> that's to be when I'll, I'll write the book and then sort of as the day goes on, you know, I'll, I'll, um, go to other tasks, um, more, more administrative things or marketing things like that, um, as the day goes on. So I, th I find as long as I get a couple of hours, maybe three or four hours of writing done in the morning, then the day does tend to flow better. And I feel easier. I feel easier about having gotten that priority done. I was saying to Anna a while ago, I have a, um, a half an hour in the morning, most mornings between 8 and 8.30, usually after I drop my son off at school where I do admin tasks because if I don't do them at that in that half an hour, they just don't get done. It's things like booking a dentist or, I don't know, ordering groceries or something like that. I, I see where you're coming from. I think if you, you set yourself up, you set your day up, you set your morning up like that and you get that big sort of rock done in the morning, not that my admin tasks are a big rock, but at least they're done and that the rest of the yeah. day flows and I feel okay with that. Yeah. 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 I think it's pockets of time, isn't it? That you, you have to, you know, you have to make the most of. Um, and before my boys were in school, that's really what it was just identifying pockets of time. Maybe that would be nap time or quiet time or whatever it was. And just, just trying to get a hundred words down, 200 words down on paper. I think that's a really interesting approach to it because we've had a few community questions that have had, uh, have come in around publishing and writing a book. And one of them has asked, I want to write a book, but I don't have time. What advice can you share? And I think there's a lot of people that probably have this book that they want to birth from, you know, within. And they think that in order to get it done, they've got to go on this silent writing retreat <laughs> to you know the middle of Europe and have no distractions whatsoever do you think that that is maybe one approach but there are obviously other ways as uh, an old producer of mine would say there's more than one way to skin a cat that would be a lovely way to skin this particular cat I think you know a trip to Europe to re you know on a retreat to write um sounds bliss but you know it, it is a tough one because writing a book can be time consuming, especially, you know, with commitments, day jobs, family responsibilities. But, you know, there are various things that you can do if you do want to write a book. Um, and I think probably the first question to ask yourself is what what is the purpose of your book? I mean, why do you want to spend a year, six months or whatever it is of your life on this on this project? You know, how would you feel if your book never saw the light of day is also a good question to ask. And, you know, those you might come up with answers such as you want to entertain um, your readers or perhaps it's a memoir that you're writing. You know, perhaps that's a, a legacy of your great grandfather. There's some kind of family um, connection there. Um, perhaps it's for the money, you know, um, or perhaps it's for the prestige. And, and I think it's 
really important to ask yourself this question, what is the purpose of writing this book? Because this is what's going to keep you going during those really difficult moments when, you know, you don't feel like writing or you don't feel particularly creative or, you know, you've got other commitments or a night out is, you know, somebody wants to go on a night out and you might have to say, well, I've committed to, to this book. So I think understanding your purpose is a really good starting point for why you actually do want to write your book. And then I would say, secondly, find that time in your calendar and actually put it as an appointment with yourself. Um, treat it as a meeting with yourself. Um, and that could just be, you know, getting up an hour earlier, or it could be giving up your nightly Netflix habit or writing at weekends or when you have a day off. Um, but I think if you can identify, you know, half an hour, an hour, um, two or three times a week, I think that's a really good starting point for any, for any new author. And if you think, you know, if you write 300 words a day, which is less than a page in a year, you'll have enough words for a book. So it's all about breaking it down, chunking it down to make it, you know, more manageable. And then I think my other third, my other tip for first time authors who are time pressed is to make sure you plan your book, you know, in the beginning, this will really save you a huge amount of time and effort in the long run. Trust me, I have, I have been there. And you know, what you don't want to do is just start writing and see where you end up. Um, I would definitely recommend at least knowing the beginning, the middle, and the end of your book, um, because there's nothing more more horrifying than, you know, 40,000 words in and you realize your book doesn't work or the ending doesn't work or this character, your main character isn't particularly believable. So that planning um, can save you a lot of time and effort. And it's definitely worth doing that before actually putting pen to paper. Sounds intense. <laughs> I can't think of anything worse than getting 40,000 words into a book and how? working out that it doesn't work. Yeah, how would you yeah, get horrific. It's horrific, I can tell you. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. Another yeah. question which relates to this, obviously you've put the time in, you've put the energy, you've planned it, you've written your words. How easy is it to get published after that? It depends on the type of publishing model that you go for. Now, living in the digital era that we do today, um, there's a lot more opportunity than when I was working in publishing, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Um, so it really depends on the type of publishing model that you want to go for. And at the moment, there's currently three main models. One is traditional publishing, and that's when a major publisher pays you for your book, such as Penguin or Simon & Schuster, Random House. Um, or digital publishing, I think, is is a great option for first time authors. It's um, and this is basically where you create your body of work and then you go on a platform like Amazon and you self publish. Um, it's probably the cheapest and the quickest route to market um, if you want to publish your book. So this is you know this is a good option. I think the challenge with self publishing is sometimes the perception is. Uh, you know, the, the the quality of the book. So if you are considering this option, do invest in hiring an editor and a designer for your book cover so that you really have the best possible product. And then, of course, we've seen the rise in, in vanity publishers of late. Um, and these operate like commercial businesses where um, an author will actually 
pay that publishing or, or media company to um, print, produce, distribute, and market their book. Um, so for anybody looking into that option who has that kind of budget, do your research very carefully. Um, but this, you know, this this could be an option for some people as well if you're if you're willing to invest. And it is a, a whole other world. I've um, I, I was earlier on this year, and because of COVID, was going to head to the London Book Fair. Um, mm. I had been in uh, two in two thousand and eighteen, and we've obviously got a great book fair um, on this side of the world with the Sharjah International Book Fair, which takes place um, oh, shortly, actually, or well, hopefully, uh, who knows, with twenty twenty. Um, and, and they're great places and resources to be able to really speak firsthand um, to people involved in the publishing industry. And they've got great workshops and Q&A sessions. And there's a lot of resources. And obviously, Karen, including your program that you've got online where you um, guide people step by step into writing a book. Um, so there are mm. resources out there. But it does it is a whole other world once you start peeling back the layers of publishing um, and mm. figuring out the, all of the different dynamics of it. Um, yeah, you yeah. speak all day about it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I think probably the other the other tip maybe for, for your listeners, if they are thinking of publishing a book, is to look at the market. So I'm from the UK, so that, that market for me was a natural fit. And then you will find each country has its own trade publication. Mm. Um, which are often online anyway. And so there's lots of information there as well um, in terms of publishing. So just finally then, Karen, I'm really interested to get an author's opinion on specific um, book titles for, for a few different reasons. We've had a, our last community question that's come in asking for recommendations for books. And they've got three specific scenarios here. So the first scenario is a book to uplift you after a tough week. Have you got any recommendations? Oh, a tough week. Haven't we all had a few of those this year? Well, there's, you know, there's actually, a genre called uplit which is basically the books that are designed to uplift you you know they're they're they've got happy endings they're great stories um and a couple of books i've read in this genre recently are um by the author beth o'leary i don't know if you've heard of her but she wrote flat share and she's recently written the switch oh i've um, heard of the switch yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So I really enjoy these and I hope the author, uh, Beth O'Leary, writes more books because she does the uplit genre so well. You just come out of the story feeling uplifted and they're just lovely, easy to read stories, but done really, really well, well with great characters and great writing. So, um, that's, that's the sort of book I, I personally want to, to, yeah. you know, get into after a tough week. I'm a big Kindle fan and I don't read you know, what the book's about at the start. I just sort of go, oh, that looks good. It's by a decent author and I read it. And some of the endings, I'm like, oh, my God, I need therapy <laughs> after reading that. Like, I think about it for weeks and I'm like, that, I, I can't do any more of these sad books, so I need to get yeah. into the uplift category. Next up, uh, a book to help you get over a broken heart. I think, you know, 
when I think back uh, when I was younger and had a broken heart, that for me was the perfect time to get into like a really big book or series. I think series are great, ah. uh, great opportunity if you want to get over a broken heart. Now, I don't know if you've read the Robert Galbraith series. No, but I think um, you've spoken about this before on Insta stories, maybe is where I've heard it come up. Uh, maybe. So Robert Galbraith is is uh, J.K. Rowling, sort of the male version. And yes, 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 yes. 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 Is it ringing bells? So yes. uh, she actually wrote a series about a detective called Cormoran Strike. And the three books in the series and a fourth book has just been released. And I'm telling you, you start with the first one, which is The Cuckoo's Calling, and you'll be on to that next book. And the next, you know, is, and that's the beauty of having a Kindle, isn't it? You just yeah. finish and download it. That's how um, how good they were. And you won't, by the end of that, you won't even remember who broke your heart. So I think that's a really good series um, if, you're, if you're recovering from that. And the other series I would recommend is by Elena Ferrante. Have you heard of, of, of this author, girls? No, I haven't. No. Sorry. Yeah. So this is also very exciting because she also has a new book out as well um, called The Lying Life of Adults. But what she's really well known for is her four book series of novels set in um, their um, Napoleon novels. Um, My Brilliant Friend, maybe you've heard of that one, um, set in Italy. And they're just wonderful. And you'll find yourself so immersed in the story, you'll be moving on to the next book and to the next book. Oh. And I read those so quickly. Um, she's a wonderful writer. Oh. Um, yeah. So check check those two series out as well. Okay. Final um, final question for you then, Karen. Uh, a book then to motivate you and put you in a better mindset. Yes. Um, I'm a bit of a self-help addict reader. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> I don't know what it is about them. It's um, So I have read quite a lot of this, you know, personal development books and things. But I think um, Start With Why is a good choice. Simon Sinek, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really good choice. But one of the best nonfiction books I've read recently is Atomic Habits by James Clear. He was at the Sharjah International Book Fair and I yeah. interviewed him last year. He's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. I'm, I'm a big fan. And not only have I read the book um, and then refer back to the book, but he's also got a wonderful newsletter that he sends out every Thursday night. Yes. Um, and I actually look forward to receiving that newsletter um, just because it's, it's so brilliantly done. You know, the information is is simple but very very effective mm, um, yeah 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 i'm not sure if this is a self-help book as such but i've just mm. i'm halfway through untamed by glennon oh, oh, yeah. i started the audio I, book and i couldn't do okay. the audio book everyone's yeah. raving about it and i'm sort of like oh okay it's like I, I can't i'm not into it as into it as i thought i would be what yeah. what have you read it karen i have okay. yes <laughs> did you read I, it all or did you stop like yeah, I did. and I, I know what you're saying about the audio version um but I I, I personally <laughs> what I'm saying, Chloe. Thank <laughs> personally, you, 
persevere with it. Okay, all right. I bought the book. I actually bought the physical book from Amazon because I thought, oh, this is kind of one that I could take to the beach. And I never really take my Kindle out of the house. And I've, I've really been trying, but um, I'll, I'll give it another go. My my really try try hard but fail, which also everybody raved about, was Shantaram. I oh, it I was never. the never ending story for me. I could never get through it. Oh, really? Yeah. No. And everyone raves about it. I think it was on Oprah's yeah. book club as well. Khan, it's still on my bookshelf downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. That I love that one. Um, but it, it is a brick of a book, Anna, it's isn't so it? Big. <laughs> it's big. Maybe it's I'll try book. again. Oh, I don't know. Or maybe just write it off. Yeah. yeah. No. Hey, this has been so good chatting, Karen. You've really given us a few gems to take away and some really actionable points. If people want to contact you, if they've got a book that they want to birth and they want to jump on this program of yours, where can they find out more? Yeah, so if they go on to KarenOsman.com, um, there is actually a free masterclass online um, that they can check out and access. And I've, I've put writing tips in that free masterclass as well. So that's probably a really good um, awesome. uh, starting point just to have a look at there. And then, you know, they can learn more about the course. But it's an, it's an eight-week course, but it's all online and it's all pre-recorded so people can access it when, when is convenient for them. Um, so, yeah. Fantastic. Perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for coming thank on. You so much. Thank you for having me on again. Take care. Bye. Bye. If you've loved what you've listened to today, we'd love to hear from you. Follow us on Instagram at Achiever and drop us a DM if you want to chat further. And remember, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together.